0: Welcome. This is the Simply King podcast. And this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious podcast for humans simply being humans. And today I have a very, very, very special guest um coming from so many miles away <laughs> in, in a different time zone, in a different space and place. But I love that we still are aligned enough to get onto the same frequency and be right where we are right now, right in your ear, right in your ears, uh, hearing us. I want to welcome the life coach, the, multi, the multi-hyphenated, um, the woman who came up with the concept of marrying herself, Fabiana Doria. How are you doing? Hello,
1: hello, mm-hmm. hello from sunny Brazil. Thank you so much for yes. having me here.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: yes. Very, very pleased and happy that we connected. Me then too. We vibe on the same high.
0: <laughs> yes. I loved it. I love that. And I'm so glad you reached out. Uh, you never know what, where your voice will reach, um, where your voice will resonate at all. So it's definitely an affirming thing to know that, um, that it came cross, cross your way and that you felt compelled enough to be like, you know what, this seems like a nice guy. Let me, let me see if he wants to connect with me and let's uh collaborate on a thing. Um, but let's let's talk more about who you are. Let's start there. And um I would love if you um speak to your your overall speak to you know your overall journey because obviously you haven't you've been doing this work that you've been doing for you know for quite some time but what what got you to that point? What what happened before that that even inspired you to be on this journey to teach others to um, a new way of self-love, a new way to uh, go about their life, to get to that uh, sense of holiness. Let's start there.
1: Let's start. Let's start from the start. Yeah. So I, I am Brazilian born, born and bred. Mm-hmm. I had a, an amazing childhood, very free, riding horses, climbing trees. I'm also the youngest of two older sisters. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a very loving family. I was born in in fed into one type of reality. I come from a very small, a smallish part of Brazil society. They they really they they really follow a structure and anyone that deviates from this structure is deemed as weird. And mm. here's where I come in.
2: <laughs> <The weird laughs> <of the one. laughs> so,
1: the, the world type I was fighting to, um, to believe that there was a one fits all uh, ready made cake recipe for happiness, yeah. which was, you know, go to a good university, find yourself a good man, get married, uh, buy a house with a white fence, preferably uh, have kids. And this is life. You work, you go to holidays, you have your husband and, you know, you're happy, period, full stop. And my sisters went uh, that way, my parents, my grandparents, and it it works well for them. They're super happily married. Uh, And, and, you know, this model works for them. And I was going the same way. I I was a lawyer on a very big law firm. So I had a lot of responsibilities at 23. I was engaged through a very good man. Mm -hmm. But I felt... Such a longing, I felt I didn't belong, and I felt this sadness on me that I didn't know how to name it. Because for everyone, I was supposed to be happy because I had the recipe for success and happiness mm. you know, I had health, I had uh, men that loved me. So, here in Salvador, your civil status is linked to your self worth, right. Mm. And, and I felt very guilty as well because I'm like, am I being ungrateful because I've been blessed with everything that everyone wants and I'm still unhappy. I'm still, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me. So I ended up at 24 on a therapist room thinking I needed fixing that I was a broken object because I didn't want what everybody else wanted. Yeah. And, and this was very hard when you don't, you, when you're not exposed to any other type of reality,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you just don't know that there's other types of reality, right? It's
2: true. Cause marriage
1: true. was so important for my family. And for, you know, I grew up Catholic, um, and for religion and, and for me it was like, how do I break free from that? So I decided to leave everything behind, uh, fiance, mm-hmm. family fears, career, and I went across the ocean, I went to London, and I've, I spent 11 years in London, uh, really, really trying to know what I wanted. What is it that Fabiana wants? Uh, am I Fabiana the lawyer? Am I Fabiana the fitness freak? Am I Fabiana the good daughter? Am I Fabiana? You know, all these societarian and family and religious constructs that, you know, you're made to believe that you are that, I was deconstructing. I was like, okay, who am I to the base? So I was teaching myself how to become human again, Mm. right? And I'll be this this super powerful that, you know, that attends to everyone. Because basically I was a product of people's expectations when I was here. Yeah. Because that was not what I wanted for my life. That was what everyone else has wanted and deemed important. So I started to question what is important for me? What does Fabiana want? Yeah. And that's where I started my journey back mm-hmm.
0: in 2010. Yeah. 20, 2010,
1: 2010. Man. I, I, my, <laughs>
0: that's I, I, yeah, but I, I, I love, I love the way that you put it together. And I think it's, it's, you could tell that you tell your story a lot. Cause I think you gave the best highlights and understandings of how just the cause and effect, you know, because I think, um, a lot of what we deal with on a day to day really, we can draw back to our past, draw back to our upbringing, draw back to the teachings of our parents and um, the cultures that we grew up within. That be it religion or um, whatever ethnic group that you kind of you know identify as. And I always think it's interesting how it's always a, a, a at least maybe two decades of a person's life where something happens, you know. I guess it's I guess is that uh, your, your brain fully forming you know and like you've gotten to this level of maturity where your your eyes are opening and you're questioning everything about yourself and your well-being and you're you're having this existential awakening to a certain degree like do you like who you are you're at this quarter you're at this quarter point of your life you're, you're still you're definitely not far from done but this is the checkpoint. are you good is this is this okay? from what has happened prior to and moving forward, what will be next? And I think that, um, I don't know, I, I feel like that's the, um, the commonality that I hear from a lot of people when they talk about their awakenings. Um, and if they don't stay, if they don't make that choice at that moment, usually it takes another maybe possibly 25 more years and in their in their mid, that's the, hence the midlife crisis of like, hold on, like, do I like this? I've been married for years, I've had children, but I don't know if I even wanted any of this. And now I'm kind of regressing or trying to uh, battle the projections of what everyone else feels. So I, I love that that's an aspect that you've seen in yourself, and that you had the bravery to make that decision to be different. Because I know that that's not always um, easy for anyone to do—to just choose the different thing choose the thing that no one else really ever does because you really want to see if, if life can be different
1: yeah and it's not easy it's not an easy right the journey to self-love which which was my journey right I had to, at that moment I had to decide on the on marrying myself and mm-hmm. knowing myself or mm-hmm. marrying a man yeah and there was nothing wrong with him it was an amazing person but it was just that that model at that given time in my life mm-hmm. was not for me and it takes courage. I think it takes a lot of courage because I think it's, it's more comfortable. You, you know, stay where you are because change hurts, right? Mm. Yeah. It's embracing a completely new you, a completely new thing. You know, you don't know where this is going to get, by the way. You're like what, what, like, what I heard, like, what is this girl doing? I left my super comfortable life in Brazil, a lawyer, <laughs> you know, good lifestyle to venture abroad. Became a student again, was uh, working at, with waitressing and hostessing, sharing flats. So it was a big change, but it, it humbled me so much. Yeah. You know, and I, I got in touch with so many different experiences. It, it really made my life so much more colorful and, yeah. and really want to search for, for what I wanted. Not to say it's easy. It's not easy. You know, it takes courage when you decree When you take all these pure, you know, layers and you peel the onion, you know, what you're left with. And then you learn that, you know, your life, it's your responsibility and your responsibility only. Yeah. At the end of the day, we can choose to remain in the victim and say, "Oh, but I was raised by this religion or my parents taught me that way," and victimize yourself forever. Or you'll say, you know what, maybe my suffering was not caused by myself, but my healing is entirely my responsibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's the vital part that everyone has to understand is regardless of what trauma and what any 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 negative thing that may have, a tra- have happened to you, the, um, just like you said, the responsibility to make that different is on you because you can, scapegoat blame you can place every single responsibility to make you feel differently about yourself on so many things around you that you feel like you have the (laughs) evidence that it directly impacted you but it's those things are still um, islands those things are still idle beings and idle entities that are uh, operating on their own recognition. and I think we have to think of ourselves in that same way we we I know we are communal individuals and communal beings, but I think, you know, we come into this world, we come into this world uh, our, as ourselves and we're gonna leave this world as ourselves. And we have to be happy with that um, more than anything. Cause I think that that's how you truly self-actualize the life that you want when you're truly happy with every version of yourself um, at whatever stage of life that you're in. But um, but it, you, you say on your page, you had, uh, holistic on your page and i would really mm-hmm. want to know and you spelled it with a w specifically i really want to know um what what do, what does that mean to you tell me tell me exactly what that means
1: so uh, the, the brand name which is holistic with a w
0: mm-hmm.
1: came from the concept of being whole yeah um it came i when i first heard you know i'm waiting for my better half i'm waiting for my better half to complete me i was like mm-hmm. wait a minute you're not half human being looking for another half human being. You're a whole human being. Yeah. You know, that maybe is trying to find another whole human being to complement your life, but not to complete
0: compliment, Complement. Right? Complement. compliment.
1: compliment.
0: compliment. compliment.
1: <laughs> life, You know, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Life with, uh, you know, the, having a boyfriend, a husband, a partner, whatever it is is beautiful too. We have beauty in everything. For sure. But, when I when I say I want someone to complete me, I'm just admitting that I'm liking something. And worse, I want that someone to give me that something that I'm liking. Yeah. So it causes an unnecessary pressure on the mm-hmm. other end, on the, on the relationship. And it's very unfair. It's unfair it because he can give you what you need. And it's also only you can give it to yourself, right? hmm and also on 2015, I got uh face-to-face with shadow work. Mm. And shadow work means integration of your whole self, right? Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's acknowledging that Fabiana, the giver, can be Fabiana, the selfish, and both of them can coexist within me. It's giving rise and acknowledgements to all your sub personality So then again, it's becoming... Rounded, whole. Because what we tend to do at, when we are very young and we are growing up, our parents and caregivers, right? They go to us and they say, "Bad boy, this is not nice. You're going to be grounded." So what we learn to do is to suppress this side of us that is demon, lovable,
2: mm. because we
1: wanted to be. We want to be loved, right? Yeah. And we don't want to be punished. Yes. So we suppress, repress these emotions, these subpersonalities. And we put it down, down and down. And what happens is, if you picture that, that ball on the pool when you try to submerge in water, at some point it will explode on your face, Yeah. right? And we see this with road rage. We see this with killings. People, they, their shadow just explodes and it takes control over them. So shadow integration, becoming whole, means acknowledging your emotions all emotions are welcome because they're just there to inform of you of something you know on the energetic uh, plane energy is energy it's not good or bad it's the human mind that gives the the quality to that energy yeah so we judge the energy but energy is energy so if you know how to channel an energy from anger that can do wonders. So it's yeah. acknowledging your humanness. we are humans. It's so criminal just to want to be vibing high all the time, 24-7. That's that's crazy. They, I, I don't understand that, you know. Yeah. Um it's a lot of my followers they, they tell me, oh Fabiana, you're always so positive, you know, you're always high high, you know, vibing high. I'm like, not always. I'm mostly. You know, vibing high, but I do have my lows, and they're super important. Yeah, they are as important as my highs. Uh,
0: I I think that was one of the one of the most um, kind of revealing and kind of you know revealing things in our in our pre interview. You bringing up you know how shadow integration was a big part of how you felt that you know you got it through your own kind of holistic journey that you were on. Um, because it was something that Lily, I kept hearing prior to you speaking to it. So you were like my third, like, this is, you know, power threes, I guess, like, this is the third time I've heard it. I really need to look into it now. And, um, I have, I have, I, I, I bought a book and, um, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting read. Um, it's called the, uh, the King warrior magician lover. And it's, um, I think it's written to certainly kind of give this, um, this, uh, illustration of the mature masculine and break down how these energies are have been, um, haven't been been truly represented within the culture that we live in. Um, and I love how they ex- give the, the examples of those sub-personalities that you speak to, you know? Because it starts, and, and they, I mean, I'm in the chapter now where they are talking about it starting when you're young and how those personalities are become uh, the uh, true kind of beginnings of these mature versions of personality. But it's funny because when I I was talking about that book to my best friend, he was speaking to exactly what you just said. He said that he was like, so much of my life, I wanted to be a good child. I wanted to be a good son and realized that I I was, you know, making my choices based off of that when I was going against myself so many times. Like, I don't really feel like I want to do that. I do want to choose myself. I don't want to take on this energy. I don't want to be so empathetic in this moment because I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't be pressured to be involved in this energy because I had nothing to do with it <laughs> I had nothing to feel or nothing to pursue in this and I think that um that's very beneficial and I truly want to I truly want to look more into it. and I definitely will more than likely reach out to you to get more uh, information to spread to my followers as well because I definitely want um to, to, to circle back once I have even even better understanding with myself and I feel like I've done even more work within it to be able to speak to it and hopefully share ways that individuals can, you know, go into this type of work and really approach it with a sense of, um, of intimacy um, and vulnerability. But, um, yeah. but next. And I mean, a
1: mm-hmm. lot of
0: people- they- No, go ahead. Uh, they
1: don't even know me and you so many practical exercises to start to to see your shadow and to acknowledge it Mm. so um, this is something we can bring as a first step
0: yeah me and you later and yes I, i definitely i definitely want to um so would you say that do you remember the exact moment i guess after i don't know if it was in the midst of that 11 years we were in london or if it was after that time where you realize that this is something that you needed to commit yourself to and do the work that you do now. Yeah. Do you remember that exact moment where it kind of, it was just a, I don't know if it was a spark or if you were kind of already on the path, you just kind of acknowledge like, well, I guess this is what I do now. <laughs> do you remember what that moment was where you were like, I'm feeling a lot better about myself. I'm feeling whole, I'm feeling happy. And I believe other people should understand how they could possibly feel that way. Like, how did you get to that point of your self journey becoming something that you share and share on share to the masses.
1: So I, I remember the point that I, I, even in the UK already, I, I acknowledged that I could not live like, like that anymore, which was 2015 when I started doing shadow work mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. I, I came back to Brazil to spend it with my family. I said, I, I need to meditate on it. And I remember I said, You have, it's now and ever. You have to change your profession. At that point, I was an international lawyer. I said, your profession is not speaking to your soul. You know, uh, nothing in in any areas of your life. You're not living life with joy. What's the point of it? Mm. And on 2016, on day one, I I radically changed. I'm like, Mm. either you go to the surface and breathe or this earth will swallow you whole right hmm. so when I decided it's incredible like when you decide when you spread your disease desi- right. when you tell your decision to the universe everything comes together yeah. and it, it, you just receive the signs and you're receptive and you're open and I always love psychology always always love psychology and I got face to face with coaching I did mentoring before in London but more to the fitness and health industry so I started coaching and fell in love with that. And the moment I said, now I'm ready. Now I crossed the bridge and I can tell others to come with me. It's when I saw myself single, living alone in London without any material things that people would, would look and say, well, she's successful. Because I didn't have uh, my house. I didn't have a car. Mm. I wasn't dating anyone. I had nothing right? Uh, Mm. Exterior to myself that people would look in and say, wow, she's highly successful. But the inner peace I felt and the happiness and the contentment, it was just unshakable. I just felt so happy. I just felt grounded and, you know, that was life so full of energy to do everything I love. So full of gratitude and year by year, that's just kept on getting better, 2016, 2017, 18, 19. When COVID came that I saw so many people in desperation and experiencing so losses and, and so many things. And there I was by myself experiencing COVID in, in the UK, feeling more grounded than ever, super grateful for the experience. And then again, embracing change you know, it just came to corroborate that now I I dig so deep into the oceans of my soul that I don't fear you know the loud waves of the surface. It just does nothing bothers me that is exterior to myself. You know, mm. so grounded in my root
0: mm-hmm.
1: that 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 for me is my biggest achievement.
0: Mm. Mm. I think that that is um. It's crazy how we have so many other things in life that uh, inform what success can be. Um, But it always, I think it always interesting how it sounds so simple, or better yet, people are um, pursuing simplicity once they get to a certain point in their lives. Happiness, contentment, um, you know, just simplicity, even within their lifestyle. Um, ease, peace, you know, principles and virtues that are obviously available to you in life, but yet we've put so much energy prior to doing these external things and gaining these things that we find we have put so much worth into because, oh, if I have that, then that'll more than likely bring me that, even though that that's the goal. That's the goal the whole time, to be happy with things, to be at peace, to all those things that you, you know, that drive us, but we try to find that instead of finding it within and going straight to it, we always kind of attach something with it. Like, I gotta get money and then I'll be peaceful. <laughs> I have peace of mind. <laughs> I gotta get, you know, this, or be in this particular position or have this particular uh competency, I guess, um, even with the, even with our knowledge, then I'll be good, then I'll be happy. And um, and we're essentially setting ourselves up because we keep saying that. We keep saying that. I'll be happy when this happens instead of saying I can be happy now. And if I, if I get that and it is what it is, if I don't, it is what it is. I'm going to be happy now. I'm not going to put a um, um, a benchmark or a wall to a checkpoint to pass before I get to happiness. And I think that's what so many of us do. Actually, I, feel, I feel like I do it. I've done it plenty of times in, in, in my life as well. Like I got to get to this point. I got to, I got to feel better by doing this and doing that um, and then it'll be okay. Then I can consider if I'm happy, if everything is okay, if everything is all right, if I'm even close to wholeness in any way. And I think that that is so dope and vital. And I'm so, uh, so glad that you made the decision to pivot to help so many people, um, in that work, because I think it's, it's needed to know that, Hey, just the bustle of life, we can overthink so much and we can be on autopilot with so many things, but nine times out of 10, we really just need to calm ourselves, be present, be grateful, be thankful um, and and give out the energy and put the time and focus into the things that uh only keep us in that space and truly claim what it is that we already possess. It's not like it's something we got to go and buy. We don't got to go and buy happiness. it's already within us. we just gotta accept that it's there <laughs> and um, yeah and just it, let it let it loose
1: let it loose. I usually tell my clients that they suffer from the waiting to start leaving syndrome.
0: Right? Mm, waiting and to start leaving.
1: Waiting to start leaving syndrome. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, when I have this, I'm like, and there's a saying that I usually bring to my sessions. Uh, Once I get this, I'll be, in, you know, I'll be in peace. And then it mm-hmm. tells them, you know, find peace within, and then you'll get everything. Yeah, And it's true. Yeah. We, because you know, that there's also this thing of self-responsibility that is so much easier for us to link our happiness to a future date,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is crazy. It's a crazy concept. Yeah. But if we link our happiness to something exterior and, and futuristic because mm. if that doesn't happen, then it's not our responsibility, our unhappiness. And and it's really claiming for for, for your life, for your happiness. Okay. It's nice to have amazing things. It's nice to, to travel. It's amazing. I'm not being a hypocrite here and saying that money isn't great. It's amazing, but it's energy. Use it as your, you know, in your favor.
2: Yeah.
1: It, it's this craziness that what if you don't get that promotion? What if you don't yeah. get married? What if you don't have a kid, you're going to live your life unhappy. Mm. Right. Mm. So it's, it's really finding joy in the little things, in the, the everything. I mean, like, just to be alive with health is, it's a blessing. Like we are in the 1% already, you know, yeah. living a life healthy with two eyes to see this beauty, two ears to, to listen to the signals. This already it's miracle in itself. And I just think it's acknowledging that because like you said, it's there. If you open up, you, you, I mean, I never, I'm, have you ever seen a propaganda saying, oh, you need to breathe. Oh, you need to close your eyes to sleep. Whatever is essential to you, you have it. Yeah. You don't have to buy it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And...
0: Yeah, and I think, I think that that's, even even in the space, um, I believe I was speaking to um, in my Sabi, when I had a Sabi Care on, uh, from the UK, um, and we were speaking about the commodification of the wellness industry um, because nowadays it is certainly a trend. It's certainly a, a trend to um, have this self, this just people seeking self-improvement, which I think is, you know, ages old of, you know, a desire. But I think it's been commodified to this greatest degree at this point where people um, are looking outside of religion, looking outside of very traditional things and going to, you know, Eastern practices or those that maybe be an amalgamation or a fusion of sorts, um, to try to find that wholeness. Um, but even still, I still think that that is, um, it's it's sad sad because you have so many people manipulating that desire, you know, people who are selling dreams to people and selling, selling things that are truly not going to benefit them in the long run. It may give them some temporary happiness, or at least give them placebo when I feel like it doesn't even have to be that, like you don't play with the emotions and the energies of people um, when you can just put the, you could do, instead of putting the energy to kind of, you know, do popcorn type of content and popcorn solutions, why not put that energy into actually helping people (laughs) and um, giving people the tools and helping, and not only helping people in that way, but also um, going even larger to approaching the entities so that these practices can become more, more, more within the communities from the start, you know? And um, and I think that that's the part that always trips me the hell out, you know? Like, imagine if some of these very self-improving, these practices were, you know, truly instilled with us in those times where we are at school, in those times where we are, you know, young children, and in those developmental stages where things are really gonna stick, <laughs> and we're really developing our personalities, while in that time, most of the time, we're either allowed to be children, or pressured to be so extremely focused on something that we show some type of promise in. And we and, and, and that may not even be our passion. That just may be a thing we're good at. <laughs> this may maybe a thing we're, you know, just advanced in. and um, and yet we kind of stay on that path. instead of giving those tools of self-awareness, those tools of taking time, how to be present, how to be patient, how to be all these things, so then by the time you get to 18 20 college age you're refined in that way and you can more than likely to me then it makes sense how you can come to 18 and 20 and you know 18 to 20 year olds like hey what do you want to do with your life then that concept makes sense because from you know from the womb so then you've been enriching the children. You've been enriching everyone with these practices. You've been telling them how to be self-sufficient, how to be self-aware, how to be considerate of others and their energies and how to exchange those things. Then by 18, if they present you with this, all right, so you about to go into the real world. What are you going to do? You're going to go to work. You're going to go to um, school. What are you going to do with your life? <laughs> uh-huh. It's kind of like, you've let, you've let me be a child. You've let me be immature. You've let me be um, not even introspective at all. You've just let me be reactive to the world for so long, but now you want me to, now I have to ground myself, as you say, at this age where I really don't know much, I really don't understand life, and I gotta make a decision, I gotta make a choice on what it is that I need to do. And I appreciate and I love anyone who makes a decision and sticks with that decision and feel like they really are living in their passions, but it's so many people who are um, very lost at that point, really don't know what to do at that point, really not sure if this is the right decision they make. And then they go about their lives. And like I said, it only takes a few more years for them to be like, you know, I don't like none of this. I'm, I don't like this, I don't like where, you know, some aspects about my upbringing, about what, in ex- the expectations and obligations that I opted into. And it's so interesting to me. Um, I think the, the next question, I guess I would like to pivot to is, um, because I think that a big aspect of uh, i think a big aspect of our feeling this longing to improve and this this energy of a feeling like it's so hard and that we have so many obstacles, I do believe it's tied to uh, to culture as well and tied to our our ethnicity as well um because I think that yeah. the the powers that be that is their way of controlling individuals, you know, to tell you that because you are Black, because you are Latin, because you are any of these things that this is what you're more than likely predisposed to. And this is how you should move. This is how you should <laughs> operate. And it, and it already puts this cap on your personal freedom. And um, I would love for you to speak to, because being, being Brazilian, traveling away from home, um, and going to London where yes, it's definitely a, a diverse metropolitan, but it has its own completely different culture, language and customs. Um, how did, you know, who you are in terms of a, an ethnic, a, a ethnic standpoint affect that journey? Was, was it any particular things that you had to adjust to or any of that while you were there? Really trying to get that space and time to really um, learn yourself, relearn yourself and uh, grow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes, because being Latin and coming from Brazil, pretty much what Europe knows about us is um, <laughs> body type and soccer. That's all, that's all they know. <laughs> <are. Le> Pele. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad, yeah. So you must, if you're Brazilian, you must know how to dance. It's like, yeah, impossible not to. Yeah. And I come from a very male dominant uh, industry, which is law. Yeah. and, and I'm, I'm very Brazilian. So I wear my sexiness. I like to take care of my body. I like to do my nails. Yeah. And, and you know, I, you are not well perceived. If you're young and you take care of your body, yeah, you can be intelligent. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to choose between being beautiful and intelligent. Yeah. And I also very outspoken. Like I, I, I don't sit back, I speak my mind. And working with English people was really a challenge because. Mm. I don't think they're so upfront as I yeah. am. Because yeah. if I have a problem, I sit down, I look into your eyes and say, listen, this, this, and this, how do we move forward from this, mm-hmm. right? And I just felt that there was, not the, there, there was not this space and people would resent, they would not say, and then they would resent. So for me being in the, the law corridors being loud as I am, I, I thought I was, um, you know, <laughs> a little bit of fish out of the pond. Mm-hmm. But it just so happened, I remember when I left uh, the office that I worked for in, in London, they did a party and on the uh, the, the card, they said, oh, we're going to miss your, you know, your energy and mm-hmm. you should just how to express our emotions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So,
1: I felt a little bit sexualized at work. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, that's a given, especially yeah. it's a bunch of men. Yeah, that's a given
1: but um i always stand my ground so i never i never let let anyone tell me or a, any man say because there are men they're more intelligent or they're more capable yeah. but it's also i always had to do that extra step to prove to prove that i was capable it was never a uh, fair competition right i see which is terrible because it, human beings strive from cooperation and not competition yeah so yeah. On a, uh, in an environment like that we would grow a lot more if we cooperate with each other
2: yeah and yeah. that's
1: one of the reasons as well I was like you know I, I I'm not here to compete with you you know you're my brother at, at a level in, and there's no point we can grow better if we if we are together you know yeah um, but I had to deal with a little bit and another thing being a woman beautiful young single single people kind of I've heard, I've heard it before. It's absurd, but I've heard like, oh, you're too opinionated. Mm. You know, you're beautiful. Maybe you should be a trophy wife, like a bimbo. I was like, I mean, that, that, that is just not me. I play my cards. I'm yeah. the woman of my life. And, you know, if people want to, to add to that amazing, if not, I'm fine.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and that's that's wild. That's wild as hell. Um, But it also very typical, very expected at the same time. It's funny that you say uh, they weren't used to you being so forward. I think I don't know where I heard it from, but I feel like it's definitely a theme within London that they like kind of invented sarcasm, and so, so I'm gonna assume that that goes along with just passive aggressiveness as well, instead of being direct as like, oh, bloke, okay, I'm or I'll go, you know, type of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though they feel whatever they feel. And that's so interesting. And I think that, um, I think it's an aspect and a part that I think a lot of the world may not understand when it comes to these journeys, because it's it's um, it's this irrational construct that we have to then always consider wherever we go. And that's something that I think is the true example of what, you know, Privilege <laughs> it really is, you know, when it's like you don't have to think this way. You can walk around the world being how you however you want to be, even if that's not even a whole person, mm-hmm. being whatever version of yourself, um, and allowing whatever part of you to shine, and nine times out of ten, you will be allowed to be that way. While for me, if I allow for, you know, lower frequency versions of myself to be the things that lead my life, I could be in danger. Mm-hmm. I could put myself in very, you know, negative situations. If I allow myself to be moved to uh, exemplify my anger, exemplify my rage for particular things, it's not going to be received like, oh, he's human and he's just, you know, emotional right now. It's going to be more like, okay, so this is a dangerous Black man. Let's do something about it. And, And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because you definitely don't want, I think we definitely have that tendency, especially a lot of men have that tendency to, quote unquote, no matter what it is that they do, they still want to be considered good, you know? They still want to be considered morally sound, you know? And I think that's why so many men kind of justify their wrongs in so many ways, you know? People who are womanized are just like, well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't, I just know I'm never going to settle down and whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not like I'm doing this or that. And and it's like, okay, but you still do this. And you could try to justify it all, all the time, but you're, doing, you're still causing harm to someone um, doing these things. And um, I don't know, I think it's very interesting, but I think it's definitely a, um, a, a thing that we can get past because like like I said, I do think it's an irrational construct when you think about just racism and white supremacy and all these different things that we have to move about the world in, in a, from a global context because that's where we're at, <laughs> It's it's not just a, it's not just a, you know, a Western hemisphere uh, issue, but certainly one that plagues the world um, that we all kind of anybody, anybody who either, anybody who doesn't identify as such um, have to deal with and have to walk in the world kind of considering that that may be a, uh, a reaction to your presence in the room, um, that the connotations and the very <laughs> comical caricatures, and stereotypes of who you are are going to be the things that they judge you off of, you know. And I, I get them, I get them all the time. I've got, I still get them still to this day, having locks and 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 being southern and all these other things that are are a part of who I am. I'm getting projected all these things that are like, bro, it, it's it's not like I don't got to be none of that. <laughs>
1: exactly. The good thing about you know self awareness is exactly that is their projection you know, their opinion has so much more to do with them than to you. So when I, when I got those eyes, when I get those, I'm like, I give you back your judgment is yours to work on it. This is not me, whatever. And I off being loud and sexy and intelligent and that's it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's, let's, let's circle back to shadow work, right? And within this, um, within these practices, What I've learned and what has been the most resonating aspect of it is coming into, I think it's really a a practice in not only having more grace for yourself, but also not rejecting the aspects of you that are going to always be with you, you know? And I think that that was what was resonating with me so much when I was looking up a few things about shadow work, it was just truly about like, these are unfavorable parts of yourself. You know, these are the unfavorable parts of yourself, but these are the parts of yourself. Like these are things you need to remove. And I think about how often in moments where I feel like my shadow self shined out, um, I was rejecting those moments. And I think think that's the reaction to when that show, when your shadow self shows up is like, that's not me. I didn't mean to, this is not what I would really do. I would never do this. I'm out of character, <laughs> so many different things when it's like, the if you approach it with a sense of that is a part of you and that's what you needed to do in that moment, and you obviously can be accountable, obviously be apologetic, but you have to understand that that was you still. That wasn't some outer body um, decision or person that made that particular uh, decision. And I think it's hard for people to accept, you know, the negatives of themselves. And I would love I would love to you to speak more to exactly why why not only why shadow work was important in your own journey, but why shadow work is something that we could, should all consider when it comes to our own own practices and own sense of self growth and just just human development in general. Because I definitely am I was definitely moved by um, just a little bit that I'm learning already and understanding. And I think it's like damn I think this is what I've been trying to, I guess this is what the universe has kind of been pushing me to do for quite some time. Cause I definitely have peeped and noticed certain things that I didn't know about myself. Like, damn, I could really be this way sometimes. And I could really be that way sometimes. And I don't like it. And I want to do something about it. I want to become more aware of it. But I didn't even know it was a name. Didn't even know that it was a way to be able to um, centralize that focus and um, and not even do something about it like getting rid of it, but do something about it as an acceptance. Um, and like you said, integration, but I would love for you to speak more to why shadow work is important for us as the as a mass, as a mass of people and why that's something that we can really benefit from.
1: So here we're talking about the individual shadow, right? And yeah. once we work on the individual shadow, we can go to the collective, but let's start from the start. Mm-hmm. There's a saying in shadow work that says, whatever you cannot be with, won't let you be.
0: mm mhm I say that again. <laughs> that is good. <laughs>
1: Whatever you cannot be with, won't let you be. Mm. This is... So shadow work. When we say shadow, we think that's something morbid and dark. But no, Jung, Carl Jung, the Swiss psychiatrist, psychologist and yeah. psychoanalyst, he identified the shadow as everything that is on your unconscious. Yeah. So everything that you have not shed your light and brought to your consciousness to your awareness remains in the dark in your consciousness and this can be either the the things deemed as bad yeah. and also your light you know also your golden shadow mm. so that's where your potential is as well that's the importance of shadow work because when you integrate the shadow it is not only the you're not only recognizing your flaws you're recognizing your gifts as well mm. and when, when, when you enter the shadow integration, it's so important. Um, you used to say as well, um, if you let the unconscious drive your life, you're going to call it fate. When you don't shed light, light on your behavior and your emotions, when you suppress, you repress and you deny that part of yourself, you'll, you leave it in the dark and that thing will ride your life and you will not even know where it came from. I mean, taking a simple example. How many times on an argument someone said something and we exploded? We mm-hmm. had a unproportionate reaction to that thing, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And Sorry. this
1: is our shadow is the triggered our shadows that it's been there suppressing. We didn't work.
2: Mm-hmm. And we
1: can see this in words in homophobia, on road rages, on school killing, massive shoots. So if you don't work your shadow. That aspect of yourself will rule your life, and you will not know where is it coming from. Mm. There was a an experiment called, and I, I, you know, if people can watch it it's on Netflix, it's called the Stanford Prison Experiment. That they put people from uh, the same background, so yeah. no bad apples. Yeah. Did you watch that.
0: I think. I think. I, I think. That they- is. You got to describe it, but I, I feel like I, did, I watched a movie that maybe was a dramatization of that experiment, but continue explaining it and I'm, I'll let you know if that's the same thing.
1: It, that experience happened. So they, mm-hmm. they, they put up uh, big students from Sanford school, you know, all white privileged guys, yeah. amazing background, amazing families. And they, they, they simulated a prison and they, they changed, uh, they, they put up, you know, prisoners and wards. And they were all colleagues, and they had to stop that experience within a week because there was um, over, uh, there was beating going on, even Mm -hmm. uh, sexual assault. And one of them, that was the police, he said, I never knew that I was capable of doing that. As a matter of fact, if you asked me before we started this experience, I would have told you, I'll never be capable of of doing that. Mm. But the, the thing is, you never know And when you start shadow work, when you start to incorporate all the aspects of yourself, Mm -hmm. you start to have control of them. You decide what needs to emerge for a given situation. Let me give you a personal example. For example, I came from a very perfect, you know, women. We needed to be perfect, perfect uh, girlfriends, perfect students, strictly straight A's, perfect body, perfect everything. So we couldn't say no. It was, Tailor, tailored to perfection yeah when i incorporated my bitch side
2: mm. right? mm-hmm.
1: when i when i discovered that i could be a bitch too and i incorporated mm-hmm. my bitch side i decided when fabiana the bitch had to emerge and i had a situation at a bank and london i'm not gonna say the name at a oh. bank in
0: <laughs> banks in london that sound that already <laughs> sounds spicy
1: <laughs> that I was trying to play it nice. And like, how yeah. well, can you resolve my situation? I went there three times. On the third time, I'm like, you know what, Fabiana, now it's time for your bitch side to come up yep. and kick them in the ass. So my bitch side came up. Fabiana gave rise to the bitch side. Boom, situation resolved. Yeah. So you, it's, it's, just, it's just taking a different perspective. It's knowing, again, that Fabiana, the nice girl, can coexist and live in harmony with Fabiana, the bitch side. And when one or the other needs to emerge, depending on the situation, I have control over that.
0: Yes. It will
1: not control me. Yes. Right? I'll just explode. So that's key. And that's, it's super important for when you accept your whole self, Mm -hmm. you just don't judge yourself so much, right? You take things so much more lightly. And then when you don't judge yourself that much, you stop judging others too, right? Mm. Yeah. In shadow work, we usually say that 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 I see in you means that I need to work in myself. Mm. So mm. the other is the mirror.
0: Yeah. To the shadow. Yeah. yeah. Shout out! Shout out to my my best friend, Benny Roosevelt, who said something to me a long time ago. I'm not even sure if he just said it or if he read it somewhere, but I remember him saying, especially when it comes to romantic, uh, when, when it comes to our romantic desire. That we truly seek the better reflection of ourselves and other people. And so it's the, we we're still moving in life with us in mind, trying to find individuals who have you know these aspects of us that we feel like we can possess, but they already do, and they're and they and they're fully realized within that. And it's like, and I think that that's where you know it feeds into that. I I think on the surface. For some people, they may hear that and they, it feeds into the idea of quote unquote, the better half, but in actuality, it is exactly what you say, you know, I'm coming whole, but I still, you know, I still have these things that I'm, you know, still improving. I'm still have these things that I understand, but at least I'm moving with this sense of of wholeness as I transition into new phases of life, I'm still moving in that with a sense of wholeness. And I think that that's the, the difference, the biggest difference in terms of, um when you're really growing and, and moving instead of going from like kind of incidental incidental growth or reluctant growth or pressured growth um, because you just had to change. Like you're, you you kind of were forced to change. Like, oh, you got a child now, you kind of got to grow up. Oh, you got to, you have to, you know, something tragic happens in your life and now you have to have these responsibilities. So now you have to be mature. Now you have to be responsible. While prior to that, you had all the space and time to develop that on your own with no pressure involved but yet now you have to be. And that could create so much resentment in so many people to, to have to reluctantly, because I had to reluctantly become a better person. I had to reluctantly just be a better version or a, a, a sharper version of myself. Um, when you could have, like I said, we can instill these things early on and they'll be a part of our own journeys and practices to just be that way out of the gate. <laughs> like we're just that way already. and I. I think that that would be even a more beautiful thing to even introduce to children, you know, them understanding their, their where their shadow is. When you teach them what what shadow is, like that, just the concept alone sounds extremely palatable to children to me, you know? Like going out and playing and interacting with other children yeah. and understanding that, you know, you see how the sun is, is bright, it gives us energy, it gives us light, it, it, it truly gives us life. But yet you still see these, see how it it casts this parts of you it casts everything has a sh- everything around us has a shadow there's not a not a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a object that could be on this earth that doesn't cast a shadow so everything has its um, has its gray has its has its um, darkness and um, and that darkness is moving and with your go ahead
1: exactly and your shadow is proportionate to your light as well mm. you know, the bigger your light the bigger your shadow
0: yeah, and, and, and so I and I really got it. No, go ahead.
1: It's it's it's, Spiderman it's used to say, right? With great powers come comes great responsibility. For sure. Um, so the more aware you become, the more you know, the more you grow
0: mm-hmm. because
1: it, it's ongoing. It, you, it's not you know self self awareness and self development is not is not a destiny where you get there and you stagnate. Uh, it's an ongoing journey. Whatever in nature, whatever is not growing is dying. And we are part of nature, an integral part of nature.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So y- you get there, rest assured, the universe will give you something else to deal with. Yeah. But how you look at that and how you confront that situation makes a whole difference in your life. You can yeah. either, it's the old story of looking at the glass half full or half empty. With everything in life, you have a choice within within everything that it's going, you know, when COVID came to show us that we really are not in control of anything, Yeah. but the only one thing you can control is how you look at it.
0: Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And I, I was definitely one of the, uh, on the optimistic side when it came to this whole thing of COVID, you know, because I think it just revealed to me how so many people um, got out of their own ways. Like so many people around me, so many people, from a distance just got out of their own ways and, and 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 kind of, you know, took closer steps to their own personal freedom in terms of just being like, you know what? I know I lost my job. I know I was laid off or whatever. But now now I have time to be with family or to have time to focus on myself or now I have no excuse but to get that idea that I've been putting off, off the ground. Because now I'm collecting unemployment. I'm I'm still so it's like my the aspects of my life are somewhat being met if we want to really think about it, but I, I I'm, if anything, I'm drawn to attach myself to the uh, projected reaction instead of what I really feel. And I seen that with so many people, it's like, yes, I lost my job, so I should feel bad about it. But do you really?
1: Yeah.
0: Were, wasn't weren't, weren't two, three weeks ago you were complaining about, I need to figure something else out, I don't know about this. And now that it's gone, Now that it's different, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that new time? What are you going to do now that you have this unemployment? It may not be as much as you were making, or it may be an adjustment. It may be a task, whatever that is. But now you have the time. Now you have the energy. Now you have uh, possibly even the space to do whatever you need to do. And it's unfortunate for the people who that's not their stories, where it feels heavy and it feels like it's just something after something um, because of the responsibilities, because of individuals around them getting sick. Um, I feel for them, but I do feel that it's aspects that you say that you, it's, it's a perspective and I think you um, you always can control your perspective. You always control your own perception um, and, I, and that's a model that I feel like I've had for quite some time. And It's one that I have to continuously tell myself, you know um, because I think very often we think the world is always just happening to us
1: mm-hmm exactly
0: yeah instead of us really living within it it's just happening to us like everything is just throwing at us and throwing at us but i think if we become more present have that sense of wholeness and move to that highest need which is self-actualization to create and manifest the world that we want to be in because there's always an example of somebody who doesn't see it the way we do and and, and what's crazy is nine times out of 10, they may have quote unquote from a material standpoint, less than me. And it was like, damn, he kind of happy. He seemed kind of no stress and this and that. <laughs> we always admire anybody who could just lay up on the island and have pretty much all the necessities kind of met. It's like, oh, they, their lives are a lot better than mine. They don't, they don't have to worry about work. They don't have to worry about ha- having money. They don't have to worry about how they look. They're just living, they're just existing. And um and that feels a lot better than just feeling like you have to survive and feeling like you have to work extremely hard to have anything to then, to then think about yourself. Like you have to work so hard to keep all your things to then have time to think about yourself. And the time you have to think about yourself, is always minimal. Um, yeah. but let's, but speaking about ourselves and, and, and yourself and I, you know, and all the things I would love, because one thing, um, that we can kind of end on is, um, you have this, this, uh, this, you create this concept called marrying myself. And, um, and I think that it's, um, it's interesting. And I think it's dope because, um, immediately it makes you think like, yeah, we need to kind of calm down with a lot of the energies that we put towards, you know, lifelong partnerships because they are so pressure filled. They're definitely different depending on the culture, but nonetheless, that it's a very important subject topic, uh, subject matter that so many people have an opinion about, like, do you believe in marriage? <laughs> do you believe in these things? And, and I think marrying yourself is kind of like really kind of flips it on its head. So I will definitely love if you elaborate on how you came to even creating that concept and, um, and creating even literature and workshops and things like that around it. Uh, speak yeah. to it.
1: Sure. So it, it came from, I did my coaching course. I, I study now um Archetypal psychology. Mm-hmm. And I've done, you name it, vipassana, forest medicines. I've traveled to India. I've traveled to Botswana, mm-hmm. to indigenous tribes. So really looking for tools of self development, and yeah. uh, you know. And then I I came with, from my own life, from my own experience, because I think when you experience things, it's when you can learn. I'm not telling you something because I read it or because I watched it on a program. I'm telling you because I suffered that on my skin and I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. So once I came back with all these twos, I put together two workshops. One was called uh, being human, mm-hmm. strengthening the relationship with self, And the other was marry yourself first because and my age, I'm now 35. So at 35, not being married and not having kids in my society,
2: mm-hmm. it's a
1: scandal, right? Yes. I've, I've heard you know, people telling me, well, you're so pretty. You're so intelligent. Oh, she must be problematic. You know, she's not married. She's crazy.
0: <laughs> <All right. laughs> you're yeah. crazy. She probably little crazy.
1: <laughs> and I felt that uh, with so many women and, you know, you can be very happy on your marriage and you can yeah. be- happy single but it's impossible Mm. to be happy in the absence of self-love so i created this workshop marry yourself first to really help humans um to catapult their journey to self-love because in the absence of self-love you don't do anything because this is the underlying pillar for everything else in your life Mm. the relationship you establish with yourself dictates every other relationship within your in your life. Your relationship with money, your relationship with work, your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your parents, everything. Because like you said, the world happens from you and not for you.
2: Mm.
1: So you gotta change that internal chatter. You gotta change your perception about yourself. You gotta strengthen yourself in yourself. You gotta take that journey back home. Mm. Once you do that, then you're in a better place to serve Yeah. Then you're a better place to relate to people. Mm. And then everything just blooms in your life. It's it's the old story of take care of your garden and the butterflies will come, you know? Mm. But you got to work in yourself. And me especially, like the amount of inner work I had to do to best serve the world, you know, you have to start with yourself first. There's Mm. a Chinese proverb that says, before you go out and change the world, go around your house three times. Mm-hmm you can't it's just a projection if you want to change the other if you want to change the world it really means you need to change yourself so all starts within and then that's why i created this community um i have my ebook coming out now marry yourself first and i have a free uh webinar Mm
2: -hmm. coming
1: first week of march it's going to be a friday i think it's on the 5th of march
2: okay
1: it'll be like a three-hour online workshop and and then my because of covid i used to do this workshop um presentially but now I'm taking everything online mm-hmm. so my mentorship will probably start as well in March this year okay so I'm hoping like to bring this word of self self you know compassion and this because so we can move on with our lives you know
0: yeah I, I it's crazy that um these concepts feel so um, it's, it's interesting that these concepts are so old, but yet still not widespread in the way that, that so many other practices and belief systems are, you know, I think that it's always interesting that, you know, like trends such as like, you know, self-care days and things like that. These are fairly new sayings in our, in our, in our, just in our thinking process, like taking time for yourself, you know, uh, mental health days. Things like that are are new, true concepts into our global society, uh, to a certain degree, um, and I think it's so interesting because it definitely is different depending on where you are and what's what's going on and what what uh, culture and, and, and country that you live in. But I always thought it was interesting how all these things were already here. People, you like people, are pulling from you know ancient texts and ancient practices and old sayings and old belief systems to create the things that we utilize to make ourselves better, um, to turn to really look in. It's so interesting to me. Like I've always thought that that was intriguing. Like no one just came up with a thing and been like, hey y'all, we haven't been doing this. And this is something that no one has ever said. It's like, no, a lot of people have said you need to be introspective. You need to be, you need to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. A lot of people said, if you're hurt more than like you will hurt other people. All these things that already existed, it's just the uh, the prolification of those things was uh, somewhat stunned or put into fringes of individuals who were who wanted to be, you know, these holistic practitioners of whatever they were, either being yogis and spiritual leaders and you know, mentors of such. And I love that now uh, it feels like, it's becoming a lot more widespread. It's lot, it's coming a lot more commonplace. A lot of more millennial um, parents are teaching their children things, you know, in terms of like speaking, speaking more and expressing yourself because that was something that no one really ever cared. No one cared about the opinions of children. No one cared about their agency and their identity, but that is the start. Like coming into your awareness, not being afraid to speak your mind because regardless of like how much, what 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 I get it, children can say a lot of things, but based off of what you know that they've already known, what do you think they're gonna say? What do you think they're gonna express that's gonna shock your world, you know? Because you understand everything that they've consumed and what you don't understand that they consume. You can learn, now learn that they know that and react. But it's always been interesting to me how people stun the expression or yeah. they put it in a box of what children can explore and express in certain aspects. Because I think there's a way to there's a way to exactly. uh, have those conversations with with children in life.
1: And and then and then we come to a few things as well. Like uh, one, I think we we would need systematically to change the education system. And yeah. I think it teaches everything except how to love yourself. Yeah. And if we taught this to to children, since how to get in touch with their emotions, not like, yeah. oh, don't cry, it's gonna be fine. No, I'm feeling the pain right now. Let me cry. This yeah. is what this is what feels real for me at this moment. You know, if I don't cry, I suppress this. This will bother me later on. So I need to let it go through. I mean, if we taught that in schools, we, you know, we the adults that we had we we would have today would be. So well-rounded and so whole, yeah. You know, and not frustrated, as we see so many frustrated adults right now. Without, they can't get in touch with their emotions. Yeah. The other thing is, is you know this concept now. You know, like you said previously, it, it's a trillion-dollar spirituality is a trillion-dollar industry, and with every industry, you have the bad apples and the good apples.
0: For sure. So
1: again, having the sense of self-responsibility. Are you giving your personal power away to a guru, to a coach? Because this is not the role of a coach. A coach is not there to tell you what to do. A coach is there to give you the tools so you can work out yourself the best situation to get out of that. That's it. And I see a lot of people with this spiritual bypass, like the five-minute quick formula for everything. Yeah. I'm sorry to break in the news. It doesn't work like that.
2: Yeah.
1: It's it's a tough job, and you gotta be ready to embrace change. Yeah. You got to be ready to do and apply the work on yourself. Yeah. And you have days that it's not going to be good days. A lot of, you know, a lot of things will rise up to you, but it's on that moment that these things are rising up, that it's your chance to work on it mm. and, and give the switch. Yeah. So I think that people that are seeking the seekers right now need to be aware of that. Mm. Don't give your personal power away. Because it's yours, you know. The good coach, the good therapist, he will, um, like a light, he will turn the switch on for you, so you can acknowledge that that power has always been there within, just Mm. waiting to be accessed. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Ooh, I love that. I love that. I I think that. um, I think that truly, truly, the world has its tools. We have everything we need. We just have to uh, believe. And the things that we have to our to our disposal and um, and lean into ourselves because I think that that'll make the world completely a different place, completely better place overall. Um, marry yourself, marry your damn self. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> marry your damn self before you do anything else. How about that? Um, the last thing that I would ask for you to do um, is my call of action segment. You know, when you hear this, you're here very, you know what I'm saying? very smooth, uh, jazzy, funky vibes of the D'Angelo Voodoo album. Shout out to him. I think it's out. I think that album is like 21 years old now, but you'll hear that. And what I want to ask you is uh, to let the people know who are listening. What is that first step for someone who feels, I guess, unfulfilled um, or just feel like something is missing or feel different and want to? and have this desire to change, what it could be that first step for them um, to start that journey.
1: So I think first step is acknowledging acknowledging that this is not good mm. and it needs change. Yes. So first step on every journey is clarity. Mm. If you don't know what you're looking for, you will not be able to recognize when you get it, right? So you need clarity. Mm. Is it good? No, let me change. What is not good right now in my life? What areas of my life and I'm not happy? Then go to areas because the thing is sometimes we are unhappy with everything and that happened to me, right? Mm -hmm. And I felt like a boat lost in the middle of an ocean with no, you know, not seeing the earth. Anyway. So, it might feel like this big house that is completely messy and you don't know where to start. So, yes. start with the room, What what is there that I can do right now? Yeah. So, what is it right now in your life that is possible of changing? Yeah. Like, because you have to be realistic as well, otherwise you're going to frustrate yourself. Yes. So, get clarity on that and if you're confused, Look for someone or groups that can help you get that clarity. I think this is a a very big, important step. I often tell people that my journey would have been a lot easier if I had help from a specialist, from a therapist, a coach on that time. I did everything by myself and what that did was created this uh, sense of disconnection with the rest of the world Mm. because I was going through that alone. Uh only human being yeah if you are going through that right now be rest assured you're not alone Mm -hmm. We all long to belong we are all all trying to change something in our life so look for help look for a coach that will get get you that clarity if you don't have money right now to invest in that there's a bazillion amazing groups for free Mm -hmm. that will be on the same mindset you know or experiencing similar difficulties right now Mm -hmm. first step is acknowledgement and getting clarity only then you can move forward with precision
0: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. i love that that's it that's it that's it i think we did a thing we did a thing we did a thing um i appreciate you fabiana i truly do uh appreciate you for not only reaching out to uh, with interest to being on the podcast but also with everything that you've given me and given all those that will hear this particular episode and um mean all the work that you do with your own brand with your own company um i look forward to not only supporting but also you know tapping into all the things that you have spoken to in terms of shadow work specifically and also just the idea of being holistic uh within this journey um i really want to um definitely, definitely, definitely um, ask you to tell everyone how they can follow you, how they can support you, how they can, you know, definitely get that pre-order on that ebook and and sign up for that webinar, you know, do all the things, let everyone know.
1: Perfect. So right now I've I've chosen Instagram as my main media outlet and I'm using only Insta. So it's Fabi underscore Doria mm-hmm. and I post everything there. So of uh the free webinar uh of the mentorship program everything is there i post lives we have a series called marry your life first series Mm -hmm. which is uploaded there with amazing guests Uh, podcast collaboration with amazing humans such as yourself yeah yeah so there's a a lot, actually a lot of free material i do some videos as well with exercises for anxiety meditation um so Go ahead, explore, see what you like, DM me. Uh, if you want to know, 101, DM me. Um, and I'm, I'll be more than happy to see you all on my webinar and reading my Marry Yourself ebook. Every, every chapter comes with an exercise because I want you to experience the same thing that I have experienced with self-love and whole. Mm. So, I, you know, practical exercises to get you there was
0: the way i found so i love that i love that i love that i love that and if you and you can see all those details in the description of this particular episode um if you don't know now you know you can listen to the simply king podcast everywhere podcasts are uh streamed and uh, make sure that you not only listen but you rate review and make sure you subscribe because as i always say this is fam, I make family size content and you will be mad as hell if you ate a family size bag of chips all on your own. You are gonna be like, damn, I need to, this is a shame. I should have shared some of this, right? Yes, <laughs> so share some of this because it's family size content. Um, you can follow me everywhere at kings underscore memoirs on all things. I'm on TikTok now, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm where the kids be <laughs> on TikTok, where the cool kids are. And I, I, I'm definitely figured out and I feel like an old man on there, but Nevertheless, follow me everywhere. Follow the uh, the podcast, Assembly King Pod, on IG, like the Facebook page, and uh, and let me know. Talk back. Let me know what you think. Definitely, we am um, receiving all forms of feedback in every single way, um, and we can going to keep connecting. So make sure that you subscribe and keep coming back and listening. Um, as I always say, this is the soulfully conscious podcast for humans, simply being humans. I'm Rodney Perry. This has been Fabiana and this is Simply King. Peace.